When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Chicago. What do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast. Happy Tuesday to you, Luke Stuckmeyer and Cody Del Mendo from our West Loop studios. Ryan Herrera is in Arizona at the GM meetings, and he just spoke to Jed Hoyer. He will be joining us in just a few minutes here on the podcast, live on YouTube. For those of you that want to enjoy the experience, make sure you subscribe to the CHGO Sports YouTube page so you don't miss any episodes. You can join in on the live chat, which we have a lot of fun. We got a lot of regulars there, and we always welcome new members. We just say, please be nice or mostly nice. No fighting between each other. And we know that that's hard for y'all to uh, full on do, but we nah, just No, they're we pretty good ask. to each other, right? Like, for the most part, people are, eh, okay, you're right. When, whenever, Occasionally. When, whenever it's a bad loss. Yeah, well, that's different. Yeah. That's different. But, like, even, even on good days, it feels like some people will just yell at each other in there. So, we got a lot to talk so, about, obviously, because yesterday, Gerard in the live chat already said... Still shocked today. I got to tell you, 24 Same. hours later or 26 hours later, we moved the showtime today because of uh, Jed Hoyer being available to reporters. We want to make sure we could find out what he said to Ryan and the other reporters before we just went and did a podcast uh, for the podcast form. So, Barb, that's why we were on a little bit late today. We tried to put it out there that uh, we were waiting to hear what Jed Hoyer had to say. Actually, business to take care of before we get Ryan and get started on the podcast Tomorrow's podcast is also at a different time. It is. Because all the National League GMs will be meeting and talking tomorrow. And so, and that's later in the afternoon. So tomorrow night, tomorrow's show will actually be at six o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. Six o'clock on Wednesday is the show. And then Thursday, we have the Bears game kind of interacting with our schedules. Thursday will be a noon show instead of 1.20. So hope you can keep all that straight. We'll try and remind everybody on Twitter and again at the end of this podcast. But again, 6 p.m. tomorrow, 6 p. 12 p.m. Thursday, and we're live right now, Barb. Right and now. 1.20 on Friday. <laughs> Craig Council is oh, yeah, the manager of the Cubs. It did happen. <laughs> David Ross was fired. It did happen. Yes. And some of the news coming out uh, late last night, Sahadev Sharma, who does a great job for The Athletic, um, had kind of the play-by-play of how this really went down, and at least what he was told, how it went down from Jed Hoyer, explaining how they ended up with counsel, how they told David Ross, and the headline of this podcast is, did Grandpa Rossi get done dirty? Well, 
I guess it depends on who you ask and how you feel about it. I think it, and I also f- think it depends on how you also just look at the entire situation. A hundred percent from I, I, his eyes, I'm going to guess he feels a little done dirty. For sure. Right. And I, I think that's human. Like, Absolutely. I, Anybody I that gets would. fired or laid off or any of that, they feel done dirty. Yeah. No doubt. And sometimes they are and sometimes they aren't. Right. Um, I'm not going to say David Ross, in my opinion, I don't know that he was deserving of being fired, but the opportunity was too good to pass up. Yeah. And that's kind of my thing is... And I said this yesterday, <coughs> David me. Ross, well, some people would disagree, but I think David Ross was fine enough to be able to go into next year. But I think if things didn't go well, he would have found himself on the hot seat. But uh, the fact that Craig Council was available yeah. was the was the thing. I, I don't think, again, I don't think he was let go David Ross was let go because of how he did his job. It was more about the fact that arguably the best manager in baseball became available. When I say the best manager in baseball, it's it's hard to measure that because right. they're managers. It's yeah. not like they're on the field. It's not like they, you know, it's it's not like they truly, fully impact the game in terms of, you know, Hits, runs, pitching, whatever. But his managerial decisions do matter. And as we've discussed for the two years of doing this podcast, and as Cubs fans have discussed over the last five years, I'm sure, you look at these this the Brewers' roster over the, the entire tenure that he was there. I mean, even in 2018, when that, t- when that team hit their peak and went to the NLCS in that season, no one believed in that team all season. Like... That's why Cubs fans were so pissed off that they didn't win the division because you looked at the Brewers roster and you looked at the Cubs roster and you're like, how the hell did we not win this division? You know? And I I think a lot of credit does deserve to go to Craig Council because he did he just made great managerial decisions in terms of bullpen management uh, and all those other things. Again, you can't measure it, but he did a lot with nothing, really. So I, Yeah, I mean, I, there's definitely positives to what David Ross did. And there's negatives. Like we said yesterday, you can't look at, you have to, you have to, when you evaluate him, and I believe last year was the only year that we really could evaluate David Ross fairly because 2020 was Colvin and like that, then they were tanking. And then this was the first year where you really thought, okay, this is a team that could make the playoffs. He had the great run before the trade deadline. He gets credit for that, for the Mm -hmm. team, not, you know, after the all-star break, just giving up. And going on a great run, but you also have to give him credit when the team absolutely bombed in the final month of the season. Some of that might have had to do with the roster and not having enough arms in the bullpen and all those things. Maybe the way he used the bullpen impact that as well. Darius uh, Morgan with some great uh, mentions here in the chat. Absolutely a huge and necessary move for us. All Cubs fans can rest assured that we are serious as a heart attack about getting back to division titles, pennants, and more World Series and... Then later, Ross will always be a huge part of the fabric of our glorious history, but in no way, shape, or form was ever going to get us to the promised land. I don't know if that I don't know I don't if the know. last part's true or not about getting to the promised land, right. um, but we will never know that. Now, I still right. think he'll get another opportunity. I think he will too. What's What's interesting about this deal is, you know, somebody said it's a business deal, right? Um, 
here's why there's different ways of looking at whether or not Ross was done dirty. Number one, there's the friend factor in this, Mm -hmm. right? Like it's different when you're in business with your good buddies and, and it's a, it's a great thing um, until somebody has to make a difficult decision. And sometimes it never has to happen. In this case, one thing that we have learned, in my opinion, is that Jed Hoyer is a cold SOB if he needs to be. I don't know if SOB is a... He's cold-blooded. Jed will get it done if you need him to. And he has shown that in some of the negotiations, whether whether that's a good trade or a bad trade. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if some would say that's a good thing. Some would say that's a bad thing about your general manager or, or president of baseball operations. He will do what is difficult, right? For sure. He, and I believe that's part of why Theo is not here. I don't think Theo, he knew it was coming. I don't think Theo wanted to be the guy to go to Riz and be like, we got to trade you. I don't think he wanted to be guy to do that to KB. I don't think all of it. Yep. So we are now sitting in a place where Jed Hoyer has been involved in saying goodbye to the, the manager that ended the 108-year drought and the player who was carried off on the shoulders of his teammates in the World Series, who also became the manager. He said goodbye to Jason Hayward. He's another buddy. He said goodbye to Schwartz. He said goodbye to Rizzo. He said goodbye to Kate. All of them. He didn't like, technically some, say goodbye to Joe Madden, but but, but yeah. you know what I'm saying. He was yeah. he, was he was part, part of, of the it. decision. Yes. He was he was in on it. Yeah. Jed has done some things that would make people uneasy. Like he 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 has said to friends, "I got to do this. This is my job." There are certain industries where that probably shouldn't exist. This one, I don't feel as bad for David Ross because you know what? They're making millions of dollars anyway. Like he's going to make more of a do. It's more of a pride thing than it is the guy's family's not going to be able to put food on the table. This is the way I look at it, and I'm not trying to change anyone else's mind. But look at the team across town. Look at how they do things. Their front office. Their ownership. If they're your guy, you will be there forever. You will always have a job, right? For the most part. Yeah. Right? I know what you're saying. And you can you can count the basketball team too. Jerry Jerry Reinsdorf. And I I always say this about Jerry Reinsdorf. As a fan, I don't love it. Okay? Right. If I was his friend or his employee, it's one of the most admirable things about Jerry Reinsdorf. Okay, I can see it both ways. I can see it through his eyes where he says, when I go to the grave, my friends aren't going to hate me. They're going to remember that I took care of them no matter what. They were bigger than anything else I was doing. The fans, on the other hand, are looking at it and going, man, what is this guy doing? Well, okay, so right. So Barb is asking, why is he talking socks? Boo, because. Jed, Jed does like it's about like, it's about loyalty, Barb. That's what it's that's what it is. <laughs> exactly. Like you sometimes you just have to make the hard decisions, and he has. And I mean, I still remember the trade deadline in 2021 and how angry everyone. There were people like uh, doing graffiti on like people's cars and shit, saying "Fire Jed" and like all this shit. Like, like he's made some bad decisions that, or not bad decisions, but made decisions that people didn't like, and like. 
if things work out as it has it looks like at least with how the trade deadline of 2021 went like people get over it and we move on and right now do you feel better going to 2024 with Craig Council as your manager or David Ross right I like, feel better I feel better with Craig Council and I will I'll ask you this if Craig Council was the manager of the Cubs last year would they have made the postseason I guess I we're going to find so. out how much we love Craig Council. So far, I love I, I love the move because I think it it it's a statement above above the managerial stuff. It's a statement to everybody else that we are back, we are serious, and yeah. we are going to do this. Now, if they come out and do nothing the rest of the off season, I'll take all of that back and say this was just a showpiece. I don't think that's the case. It's a I don't, show. It would be a showpiece, or it would be a lipstick on a pig is what it'd be but not it's even, not, not that even, not even that it would be exactly like what some of the people in the chat said yesterday about how oh this is going to be uh you know the the cubs are trying to get as little or get as much out of nothing I don't think that and, and i don't think and, he and, takes and the they job. would be acting like a you, they would be acting like the milwaukee brewers that's why i went on the rant yesterday about how okay you did this now get like get him of a, a real yes. contender and see what you can do to maximize his skills as a manager. You get a Madden's team. Madden, Joe Madden mm -hmm. came from small market. Same thing. Right. Making the most out of nothing. Now you're taking another guy. Same game plan. Made the most out of nothing. Was still a really good manager. Now we're going to give him some resources too. Right. So it's it's just like. I think it's. It's like Joe Madden 2.0 right now. That's what right. it looks like. I, I genuinely. Audio and video back. Yeah. We're back in action. Yeah. Yeah, we just paused the show because we thought Shohei had signed with the Cubs. Yeah. We didn't want to, you know. And, and also, you know, I'm sure that people were tired of me talking about whatever I was talking about. All right, we're back up. So the good news is uh, we're back. We're back. And the good news is, in right. my opinion, Craig Council is the manager of the Cubs. That's that's number was one. It, was it easy? Was it done dirty? The, the way... The way that Sahadov described that it went down from November 1st mm -hmm. until yesterday afternoon was incredible. If you haven't read the article in The Athletic, it is worth it. Um, he basically says Jed Hoyer, who we're going to hear from later uh, on in the show as soon as we get that set up. He basically says that... no. He had no plans of going after counsel. Didn't think it was happening. You know, didn't think it was a possibility. But the closer it got to November first, and he still and he was still on the market, and the, he hadn't gone back to the Brewers. Was he was like this might happen? We might have a shot at it. And so he made his pitch. It was only Jed Hoyer. Nobody else knew about it. According to this article, nobody else knew it was that low key because they didn't want. They weren't firing David Ross. Right. So they didn't want it getting back to Ross that, hey, we're thinking about replacing you if Craig Council's available. Because remember, David Ross was furious with the Brewers this season. Yeah. And Craig Council. So <laughs> I can how do you what the only thing that wasn't in this article, he basically says that once they got the deal agreed to and the money was agreed to and council was like done deal i'm coming that he instantly jumped on a plane to tallahassee to go tell david ross because at that point they haven't fired david ross yet yeah. meanwhile carter hawkins stays back and starts to tell a few players and it starts to spread how does that plane ride to tallahassee go 
how do you call up David Ross and and sugarcoat, I'm coming down to fire you for Craig Council? I, I'm trying to play it. I'm trying to put myself in Jed's shoes. Do you call him up and say, hey, buddy, uh, I'm coming. To, I'm almost in Tallahassee. I'm going to be there. Are you available for lunch? Can I stop by the house? Right. What if he says no? <laughs> what if he says I'm at the beach? What if he's, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or do you just come out and say, man, I got... I got some serious stuff I need to talk to you about. I'm coming. I don't want to get too into it, but I'll be there in an hour. Can you be home? Like, is that the way you do it? That's what I want to know. Because you know David Ross was red-assed when, it, when, when the conversation started. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah, no, it's, uh, again, it's a very, like, eye-opening article that uh, came out of The Athletic related to this. But, you know... Again, this goes back to like what I was saying about Jed and like who would you who would you rather have running your front office right now? Like, would you would you would you want the these people that you know like are with the White Sox, Reinstorf, specifically top, top of the food chain? Where would like, you rather have the like? Would you rather have loyalty. these guys that have this loyalty and despite <laughs> you know and 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 when things aren't going well, there is no accountability. Uh, or if there becomes an oppor- if there, uh, an opportunity does come to where you can improve at a certain position or coaching uh, situation, <clears throat> you still don't do it because that guy is your guy because you're close to him, you're friends with him, whatever. Like who? Like as a fan, obviously you want you you want the better, and you know I understand there's a human side, and I understand that like what Jed did to make this happen makes you question his integrity and like his, you know, him as a person, I guess. But again, his job is to make the Chicago Cubs as great as he possibly can. Right. Like at the end of the day, that's, that's what we as fans care about. That's we, as uh, the content people like us, we, we want to talk about a team that's winning. We don't want to talk about a team that's losing. You, you know how many times I've listened to the Sox guys sit on the in the in the studio when I'm over uh, offset and I'm listening to them do their show and they're talking about ownership. They're talking about how they don't know how to hire the right people or how to get rid of the the, the right people or get rid of people at the same time. Like th- to me, again, it it looks bad in terms of is Jed a good person or not. But when it comes to the job, when it comes to the industry, yep. you got to do what you got to do, man. So I, in some ways, I commend him. But I also understand some people who are like, eh, Jed's a terrible person. <laughs> I, 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 no, I get, bo- I get both sides of it, okay? There are very few times in life where I would say loyalty shouldn't be number one at the top of the list. Loyalty to your friends mm-hmm. and the people that got you there shouldn't be number one at the top of the list. I think it's a great characteristic. It's something I would want to pass down. It's one of the first things I want to pass down to my kids. You don't backstab your friends. You don't do it. You don't talk bad about them. You're always there for them. Mm-hmm. However, baseball is a different business. There is so much money... My sports teams are the one time I don't care about loyalty too much, okay? It's not that I don't want you to be loyal to the players. It's I want you to be loyal to the fan base because the fans are what really are at the base of all of this. They're the ones that spend the money. That's right. And so you have to be loyal to that fan base. And again, by pushing aside David Ross... In most times in life, I would say it's the wrong. You're doing the wrong thing, Jed Hoyer. He, the guy's made for life. He's. It's not impacting his family. It, he's made for life. 
it's impacting his career, but his career is not his life. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like he, he had a great baseball career. He made money playing baseball some, and he's still got the money you're going to give him at severance and all those other things. David Ross will be okay. This makes the Cubs a better team. I don't, yes. I don't know. I, I just can't disagree with that. I, I think that is true. Can we hear what Jed Hoyer had to say today? And I think hopefully Ryan's going to join us here pretty soon. This is uh, recorded by Ryan Herrera at the GM meetings in Arizona today. Jed Hoyer meeting the media. You know, obviously, you know, there's plenty of articles written about how, you know, in a lot of ways he was one of the biggest free agents out there, you know, given his talent. And, um, you know, kind of throughout October, you know, kind of like looking at it a little bit, like, you know, could could these searches drag out such, a, such that he was a free agent in November? You know, I talked to Tom about it a little bit. Um, obviously, in this situation, you know, given the, you know, the fact that we have a, had a very capable management Rossi, there was a real sensitivity towards it. So um, my circle was, you know, literally as small as you could make it, just in thinking about it. But, you know, as I thought about it towards the end of October, when it looked like that, you know, he may, may be a free agent in November, it just felt like a an exceptionally hard decision, but one that I felt like I, I had to make if the, if the opportunity was there. I think, you know, from my perspective, um, you know, my job is to figure out how to win as many games as we possibly can in the short term and the long term. And there was nothing about this move that I didn't feel like met that criteria where, um, like I said, this is you know, no knock on Rossi, who I think incredibly highly of, but I just felt like, you know, Craig is, you know, at the very, very top of, of the game. You know, it's hard to rank managers, but like certainly he's at the very, very top of the game. I've really admired, you know, watching him from afar. Um, it was funny, I was comparing, uh, I was talking to Randy Bush, and my my thought on Craig, as I've always watched him against us, was the, the Bum Phillips quote about Bear Bryant, mm-hmm. where he says, we, you know, he'd take his and beat yours, and yours and beat his. And that's kind of how I felt sometimes watching him, that he was just getting the most out of his teams over and over and over. So um, kind of a little bit of a ramble on, like, like how do we get here? But was like that was, those were my thoughts as we got into the end of October and November was, you know, I feel like I have a responsibility to the city, to the, the fan base, to win as many games short term and long term I can and I th- this felt like it just checked that box and um, it was a really hard decision and obviously some really hard conversations that went with that but um, I felt like it was just the right thing to do wow so that's it from Jed Hoyer I mean basically saying I have a job to do yeah um, I knew it would be popular with everybody but I believe it makes the Cubs better mm-hmm. and I mean that's what I'm saying like he's He's not afraid. Whatever you want to say about decisions made by Jed Hoyer, the one thing we can't say is he's afraid to make tough decisions. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, that's the one thing he's shown us over and over. Right. He's. They may not be the right decisions sometimes. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But in the most, for the most part, looking back at, back on what he's said, the tough decisions that have been made by Jed Hoyer, I agree with them. I agree with all. I didn't want to see any of those players go, mm-hmm. but in hindsight, they were all the right decision. For the it, most part, I for mean, the most part, like uh, the Schwarber thing, I'm, is is about the getting nothing for him. But sure. in general, I give him a pretty high grade when it comes to tough decisions. Right. And 
I still think the the jury is still out on a lot of those those decisions in in terms of that deadline. But right, it seems like it's tre- uh, treading towards it was the right decision considering some of those guys you got back are top top one hundred prospects in baseball top prospects in your organization um and it's led to you being a top five or top five farm system in baseball which is what like when you go back to the deadline in 2021 the reason they they decided to do that is because that team was just not that team wasn't going to win the world series that team you know we didn't even know that team would make the playoffs hell they lost a what lost like nine or ten in a row that season before the deadline um and so they were at a at a point where it's like okay these guys are their their contracts are up at the end of the year. Are we going to be able to resign some of them? And I, at, you know, at the end of the day, I think Jed decided that well, the farm system is is bad. Like, and and it was his first year as the as the man or as the front office guy, uh, the the lead guy, right? And he decided that you know we we got to get better organizationally and. They have gotten better organizationally. You can't deny that they haven't gotten better organizationally. Should he have... The one thing that I will always give him a knock for is f- saying that this wasn't a rebuild. And, you know, here we are. And now we have high expectations for next year and there's still a lot to do. But as far as like a lot of the moves he's made, there there isn't one that sticks out like this was a massive mistake. You know, outside of the Schwarber thing, not, get, at not, least getting, not getting anything. anything. Yes. At least not getting anything... Um, there's mistakes. Don't get me wrong. There's mistakes. The Mancini Hosmer thing, like Barb is saying, Kimbrell, I'm talking about the tough decisions, like signing Mancini or signing Bellinger or any of those guys. None of that stuff was tough. What's tough is having beers with David Ross and hanging out all the time and being buddies away from the ballpark and then having to, to fire him and replace him with a guy that was at your rival team that he probably isn't a huge fan of. I'm just guessing about that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and some of the other guys, I have a question for you. So on, this is, this revolves around the whole was Ross done dirty thing. Um, and, and I, again, I think that depends on who you ask. Will, will council be taking his lineups from Jed Hoyer? We still don't have I w- the one thing I want to ask David Ross to know if he was really done dirty is who made your lineups out? How much control did you actually have this season in putting a, other than taking a pitcher in? Uh, we know how some of that stuff went. Well, after the players were handed to you, how much of that control was then handed back over? Because there's this perception outside of the team that. Rossi was always kind of a hired as their guy, their puppet. They wanted to have somebody not like Madden who they could tell what to do. They could tell him where to bat the guy. They could tell the, tell him who was playing this day because he was their buddy and he would do it. And because he hadn't been a manager, if that was the case and that was going on and all the lineups that people were complaining about in our chat were actually front office moves coming down right. and not something that he disagreed with, um, then it's interesting because I believe they have now hired a manager who, while Ross may may or may not have been willing to do that, I don't think there's any way Craig Council is going to take from the top of the organization, hey, you should play so-and-so in center today and bat him sixth. Mm-hmm. I don't think Craig Council takes this job until he gets answers on that and on what the offseason plan is and all of those things moving forward, well, in addition may- to the $40 million. Well, 
I agree. So maybe perhaps David Ross was never the puppet. Maybe he right. really that's did a, make those decisions. That's a possibility too. And if that's the case, then there's a better argument for sure from anybody mm-hmm. that's reasonable about this to look at it and say, you know what? Council is going to greatly help this team because we saw the way Ross made some lineups and pretty much everybody at some point was like, eh, I don't know about that. Yeah. Right. Right. So that's interesting. Undoubtedly. Um, Let's do a, let's get to our sponsors real quickly because Ryan Herrera is, I believe, ready to join us in Arizona. Looks like he's wearing a Hawaiian uh, shirt too. Do the Cubs have their hero? We don't know. We hope they have their new hero, uh, but we know we have our hero, Hero Bread. Started uh, eating Hero Bread Oof. first because they brought it into the studio, and I was like, what's this stuff? And I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a carb counter. I'm not someone looking for – all these things are true. You can, you can lower your net carbs – in, in your bread intake, Hero Bread. They give you extra pro. You get extra protein that way. You can get more fiber that way. There's a lot of different things. What I like, so it, it fits things that I, I wasn't even looking for, but they're extra benefits. Mm-hmm. And then the, the part that really draws you in, it's soft and fluffy. The bread is soft and fluffy. I don't, it, it could be made of snow for all I know. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's that good. And zero grams of sugar per slice. Plus they also make bread, buns, and tortillas. And let me tell you, the tortillas will kick up your uh, your um, fajitas a notch. If you like fajitas or tacos at home, <laughs> give these a shot. Uh, discount code for that first purchase, CHGO. They get 10% off at Hero.co. Um, fewer calories than the leading national brand, 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Right now, Hero brand offering again, the CHGO family, 10% off their first order. Just go to Hero.co. That's C-O, and use the code CHGO to save on Hero Bread today. That's H-E-R-O dot C-O, and save 10% today. Uh, Yesterday was a wild ride for me uh, with this council news on top of the fact that it was day 33 of 50 straight days of football. We We had Monday night football. We had the first day of college basketball. We had NBA. We had NHL which means there's so many things you could gamble on on Circus Sportsbook. And again, we have that tonight because it is day 34 of 50 straight days of football. Uh, Maction tonight. This is what I live for. This is what I dream of. I used to dream of times like this in like June. All right. All this on Circus Sportsbook. Three reasons why I love Circus Sportsbook, guys. Tight money line splits. Games will strive to be a minus 110 split on Circus Sports menu, unlike other sportsbook Sportsbooks, which may use minus 115 or minus 120 splits. Circus Sports keeps as little money as possible on large market bets, especially compared to other books. Circus Sports does not limit players based on their winnings. Every player has the same limits, unlike other books who do limit winning players. They actually encourage bettors to download and explore other sports betting apps just so they can see the difference um, and compare the lines from each sports book so you can see those splits and how they don't limit anyone. So, uh, and finally, the, the, the third thing, their customer service. There are real people behind the Circus Sports brand who resolve issues in a timely fashion, unlike other books who use chatbots. All aspects of the app are being run by the same team that runs the main Circus Sports book at Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, which I said this yesterday, I'll say it again, is the greatest place on earth outside of Ridgefield. Field. Um, download the Circus Sports Illinois app at circusportscom slash Illinois-app to sign up today. Also be on the lookout for Circus Circa events, watch parties, and tailgates. I think we have one related uh, Thursday night. Thursday night uh, football, yeah, a, it's coming up. We have the tailgate. Afternoon but, tailgate. The tailgate, and then I think Circa is doing like an event 
I, we, I saw us promoting it today. Yeah, watch party, I think. Yeah, watch party, yeah. I think, for the game. So, you know, if right? you come out to watch the tailgate, yeah. don't let the facts in the way of good story. Either way, circus part of it. Um, <laughs> if you or someone you know may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Text GAMB to 833-234 or visit areyoureallywinning.com. Uh, so, again, 25 hours, 26 hours later, we're still talking about the shocking week we've had as Cubs fans finding out that David Ross was fired and the Cubs simultaneously hired Craig Council and signed him to the biggest deal a manager has ever received. $8 million a year. Remember, when they signed uh, Joe Madden, it was $5 million a year. And uh, so now the GM meetings start today, and our guy Ryan Herrera is down there, and I'm going to guess the Cubs were the talk of the town in the Phoenix area because... This caught a lot of people off guard. Uh, Ryan, can you hear us okay? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, oh, looks good. It looks like he's got a palm tree over his head. And there's some sort of uh, reflective light over your head that makes it look like maybe you even have a halo on your head right now. I don't know what's going on. I might. (laughs) I may have a halo on my head. Yeah, I don't know what that is, but I'll... I'll go with Halo. So we, we heard <laughs> we heard the soundbite that you got for us um, from Jed Hoyer. We have there's so many questions. Give us the highlight of basically what Jed said to reporters today. That stuff that you can tell us. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it was kind of what we've talked about, right? That it wasn't like he thinks very highly of David Ross, and David Ross is a manager, and it wasn't David Ross managing his way out of a job this season it was that Craig the, the more they watched and and watched obviously Craig Council's market go and you know seeing obviously Craig Council still you know, not hired elsewhere throughout this whole October his contract expires um, and you know they they make a play at him right and it wasn't again it wasn't because of David Ross uh, and him feeling like or uh, Jed feeling like David Ross couldn't do the job it was that Craig Council is a free agent he is at the very top they believe of the managers in baseball this was an opportunity that Jed didn't think he could pass up he believed that some wins were left on the table and he said his job is obviously to win as many games in the short term and the long term as he can as as the president of baseball operations his job is to put both a coaching staff and a roster together that can win as many games as possible, both in the short term and in the long term. And he just felt that with Craig Council, that was a move he needed to make to try to get this team to that point where they are winning as many games as, as they possibly can. Again, he, he said it's like it's not a knock on David Ross. It's just that it was a move he felt needed to be made for for uh, for this team. I in. We, we, Cody and I loved, loved the move yesterday. We were both saying it. it it's so interesting, though, because you can I, – I, what did I say like a week ago? One game separated the Cubs from the team that ended up going to the World Series. Right. So if one game makes a difference, he believes he just made a decision that would have given the Cubs that one win that would have got them into the postseason. Doesn't mean it would have taken them all the way to the World Series like the Diamondbacks. But was he a one-win difference than what David Ross was doing? Apparently, he believes so. Now, so my my question is for Jed: What happens if that one game was different 
and they beat the Diamondbacks a couple times in that group. And the Cubs did go to the postseason, and Craig Council was available. Was it as simple as the Cubs didn't they didn't make the playoffs? They did bomb down the stretch. They did. Like, but what if they had bombed and still made the playoffs? I don't think he could have sold ownership or anybody else this move. Yeah. But because they did bomb and didn't make it, it's that fine of a line for for David Ross is here. Craig Council is here. Do you yeah, agree with that? No, I, <sighs> Do you think if they made the playoffs, Jed would be like, hey, I know Rossi got us here, but I think I'm going to call Craig. Man, it would be, be a tougher sell, a I, way tougher I think, sell. I think it just depends on how September would have gone. Like, if they yeah. still would have got in, but yeah. again, remember, they entered September with like a four-game lead in the second wildcard spot. If they had got in on the last day of the season and they had really been struggling like they had but got lucky because this team, that team, and another team were losing down the stretch too, and then, you know, say they say they didn't beat Milwaukee in, in, in the playoffs – I don't think there would have been anything that says that we're sticking with David Ross if Craig Council is available. And so I, I, I in some aspects, agree, but I, I, I lean towards no, just because okay. I, I, think it's, I think it's all about the fact that Craig Council, is, he's proven what he has done over the last five years, and, you know, here he is. Uh, Vanilla Chill in the chat says, uh, you know, disagree. I, I think he would have made the move anyways. Ryan, so the next question is, We've we've seen uh, Sahadev's article in the Athletic, which was great, kind of describing how the whole thing went down. A, I'd love. I told Cody, I'd love to know from Rossi who made the lineups. Was it a hundred percent you, or did you have influence from the front office? If so, that muddies the waters a little bit. But number two, does this mean you're going to be serious in free agency? Right. That's what we talked about yesterday. Whether it's trading or free agency, you just paid a manager $8 million and whatever you're paying David Ross to not be the manager. Do you now have the green light to go make big splashes? Is that another thing you sold Craig council on? Yeah. Well, I think that's another thing we talked about, right? For us, it signaled that yeah, this was like the Cubs making a move to make even bigger moves. Right. As far as the roster goes, um, he did, Jed did say something along the lines of like, I like our position. And if there are moves, even big moves that will help us continue that trajectory, we'll definitely do it. But I don't think it's a signal that somehow we're going to have the biggest and boldest offseason. If we do, it's because things lined up for us. Um, so he's not committing to a big, bad, bold offseason where they're going all in. Right? He's not committing to it. And I, I, I wouldn't have expected him to commit to that myself. I wouldn't have. Um, that's not really his Jed Hoyer's MO. Um, but I, I think there it, it is still valid to say that you don't make the Craig Council move right now without intentions to you know improve the roster as we've talked about, right? Like like the, this is, he said it, right? He said this is a team that left wins on the table last season. Does Craig Council managing that team, does he get them to the playoffs? Maybe, maybe not. But you know what would get them in the playoffs and a better roster, right? So <laughs> Shohei. So uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Luke's dream of Shohei. Shohei um, would have had him in the but, playoffs. But that's that's it. Is like you can't you can't just make the correct council move and run it back with the same team and hope things turn out differently. You have to go out and improve your roster if your goal is to make the playoffs, to win the division, to win the World Series, or at least make it there, or whatever whatever your lofty goals are. 
you can't just like just hiring a new manager mm-hmm. isn't going to fix the entire problem. Like they, I agree. We, we we saw there were flaws on the roster. Um, so if they're trying to be this improved team next year, maybe it maybe it's not Shohei Otani or or this huge free agent signing, but maybe it is, you know, at, whether it's whether it's adding Shohei Otani or adding uh, lower not not lower level players, but like guys that are lesser level than Shohei Otani, obviously. Whoever it is, they have to do something to improve the roster. I don't, even though Jed said what he said, he didn't commit to it. I do believe that there's, um, that, that there is a belief in that front office that they're that they need to make additions and improvements to the roster. Yeah, friend of the show, uh, Rich Rich Beesterfeld just said Jed is more of a silent assassin. You don't know what he's working on until it's a done deal. Right. In this case, it's totally true. He didn't tell anybody. According to Sahadev's report, you know, the, this was totally top secret. And I hope that's the truth about the free agents that are about to come too. like, I, I don't think he likes to show his cards too much. He's no. pretty, he's pretty quiet about it and likes to do things under the radar. I, think I don't, we, I don't know if that means guys are coming here or not, but I do think players that are hoping to sign somewhere, they would prefer the silent path. Yeah. I did like to keep it quiet than hearing this. We got a taste of it last off season. It's like, I mean, I remember freaking out because I thought that they weren't going to sign any shortstop. Right. And then, you know? well, he wasn't sure. He <laughs> even admitted at the end that it got a little scary. And he was like, uh, I don't know. Right. They made offers to multiple guys. And, and then the guys got Dansby. And the most, of the, the other guys that they signed too, it's not like anyone, like I know Mancini didn't work out, but like, after they signed Hosmer, no one expected them to sign Mancini. You know, like Bellinger, I guess we always kind of thought it was a really good possibility and it was a good fit. But I don't like it wasn't like he was rumored to go to the Cubs. Right. You know, so I, I that's why I said earlier, anything is possible at this point with what this offseason could what could come with this offseason? Like, I keep reading everyone's comments like, oh, <laughs> Belly, Soto, Yamamoto, not Otani, or, you know, vice versa, something else related to those four. And, like, like, let's, like everyone's dreaming right now. And that's that's fun to think about, fun to talk about. Like, it's – and I think it's, it's legit stuff. Like, one or two of those four guys I think is a real possibility. Hey, Ryan, did he mention anything about um, – you know, after talking about, hey, we've hired Craig Council – I know that the press conference is coming next week, but did he, was he asked at all about the people that will surround Craig Council? Because whether it was Andy Green is is the new has been the bench coach, and now Pat Murphy has been his guy always in Milwaukee is still in Milwaukee. We have Dustin Kelly, who was a hitting coach this year for the Cubs. They seem to regurg, you know, give us a different hitting coach literally every year. I don't. You had the number at last offseason where it was like twelve out of the fifteen seasons or whatever new hitting coach. Dustin Kelly seemed to do a really good job, right? Like he, he, he was there. He helped Cody Bellinger. Is he coming back? Is Tommy Hadovy going to be there? Is he going to take Breslow's job? They just told us that John Maley's coming back yeah. in some way, shape, or form. How how much of this will be decided by the new manager and how much will be decided by the front office? Did they give us any inclination of what way that's going to go? Well, as far as who, right? As far as the yeah. who, they he said that they've had conversations already. I know it's, it's obviously happened very quickly, but they've had conversations, obviously Jed and, and Craig Council about that. 
um, no specifics on who may return and who may not, who, who, uh, you know, who Craig Council wants to keep or who he doesn't want to keep or who wants to stay or who wants to leave. No real specifics on that. Um, but he did say, Jed did say that, like, you know, Craig, that they don't make the move for Craig Council and then just, like, 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 like give him a, a coaching staff and, and tell him to use it. Like, they're, they're going to be, there's, there's going to be collaboration in that process, obviously. But Craig Council, as obviously as respected of a manager as, as he is and as experienced now as a manager as he is, like, he's going to have his say on who he wants on his staff, whether that's, you know, bringing in his bench coach from, from Milwaukee or, you know, keeping Tommy Hadovy around or, you know, keeping Dustin Kelly around, right? Making him one of the first, what, full, first multi-year hitting coach and like, <laughs> forever, right? Like, whether he wants to do that or, uh, you know, whatever he decides to do, um, you know, or whatever the team decides to do, Craig Council is certainly going to have his say and how that goes down. I, I mean, I might say he might have more of a say than Jed Hoyer uh, has potentially, huh. right? I think I think they they trust Craig Council. They wouldn't give him the, the contract, and they wouldn't have done all this if they didn't trust that Craig Council was the guy for the job. So I I I, I believe that Jed has a lot of confidence in him to pick the right guys around him. Will Jed have a say? Will Carter have a say for sure? But I do think Craig is going to have, Craig Council is going to have, um, you know, at least one of the last says and and who, or who who gets who gets kept and who gets brought in. Wow, that's going to be that's that's going to be fascinating to see how that I will, unfolds. I will say that out of all the ones on the Cubs, you know, coaching staff right now that I hope is still here is Tommy Hadovy. Like I, I well, uh, see they now they could if if they want. I, I'm not saying that. Either just because he's been on our show. But. No, but if they want counsel and counsel wants the right to pick his pitching coach, the way they get around that is by then promoting Tommy Hadovy to Craig Breslow's job. That's fair, too. Now, that would be a way to get around. If you if you really value Hadovy, the manager can't tell you this is your director of pitching for the whole organization. Yeah. But they may have promised him you can pick your pitching coach. So there's there's still ways that could be thrown around. Did he give any any, any indication that he's going to be real busy here at the GM meetings trying to get deals done? I see everybody in there. I've seen everything from sneaky yeah. trades for Xander Bogarts to uh, get Shohei under the wire, trade for Soto. Uh, I don't know how big we want to dream, but is it uh, is he going to be that busy? Yeah, there was there was a no comment on on the kind of on <laughs> yeah, who, who right. he's meeting with, right? Uh, who and and when and wh- where those meetings are taking place. So um, you're saying there's he, a chance <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna be around, right? I assume uh, you know Jed will be talking to agents or other front office, and you know Carter Hawkins is also here, so conversations will be had. I I mean I will say like the winter meetings are more when the the moves are made, so to speak. Like we saw that last year that like Bellinger was during the winter meetings. Carlos Correa the first time was during the winter meetings like this is but I think this is right now is where we're going to start hearing some rumors we're going to start um, you know talks are opening up on moves or, or, or uh, on trades or signings or whatever so um, I think we're going to start getting that here soon but no 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 indication on who or yeah who he's meeting and where they're where he's meeting them and when he's meeting with them. And the other thing they do there, right, is talk about possible rule changes and all of that type of stuff, just kind of baseball, mm-hmm. uh, 
business, if you will, right? And what else do you expect to have going on down there? I, I mean, I believe the the A's vote, right, is is oh, going on yeah. during the GMEs, if I'm not mistaken. So that's a big thing. Um, you know, there's there's gonna be a lot going on. The AL the, uh, GMs are meeting actually very soon right now. So uh, maybe there's some, maybe you know, we, I could hop in there and there's some talk about Shahil Tani from the Angels GM, right? Or you know, we we've, we've heard in the past that the Yankees had been interested in Cody Bellinger. Like maybe there's some some chatter about that going on in there but yeah no the 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 al gms are meeting today uh with reporters the nl gms will meet tomorrow uh we'll go from there i'm sure we're gonna start hearing a little bit of hot stove right like not the hottest stove that's more the winter meetings but maybe a little a little warm stove start starting to warm up over here i can't yeah, we're, we're setting it at like a right now the burners at it's like, like medium, a three right? to four it's like yeah. three to four if you're doing the numbers right mm. but i'd like to see it up to six or seven and burn the pot yeah, I, I agree. Right. However, I would love for, it would be absolutely electric if we were at the winter meetings when the Cubs sign Otani. I so, want to make you true. guys aware. Yeah. I did a little poll in the YouTube chat and I asked, did Grandpa Rossi get done dirty? So there's a total of 256 <laughs> votes and I put yes, no, and then eh. Oh. And there is a 23% yes, 38% no, and then a 39% eh. Yeah, I'm actually surprised there's not more yeses based off the YouTube chat. Well, so I saw somebody in the chat had a really good comment. They said, absolutely, Grandpa Rossi was done dirty, and it was the right move. Yeah. So I, I think I think most people are a little conflicted about it, mm-hmm. um, except for the people that were, ab- you know, like Michael Collada, the godfather of podcasts. The, he was, Ricketts is the man, Ross was no good, like... What a time. Um, what a time it is in our podcast I think history. there are a few on the extremes, and yeah. I think most people somehow can look at that and say, yeah. eh, he, I, I could see how he would look at it and say, right. I was done dirty. One person in here that I'm honestly surprised. I'm convinced it's your burner account, and you're just over here sending these messages just to you rile the crowd. You think I can handle I think, two accounts? I think, I think you're Luke Skywalker in the chat right now, all right? Well, like, what, what did Luke Skywalker? He said something he said, of interest, what, and what, I was like... What did he say? He said something about along the lines. Uh, it's not me. He said it, this would be more acceptable if they fired Rossi before interviewing and agreeing to a contract with counsel. I just feel like oh. that's you. That, that's no, no, so no, no. you that you would have no, said that. Uh, this, this account also said that counsel has done wrong, too, oh, by yeah. stabbing Ross in the back and interviewing for a job that was already being held by somebody else. Yeah. I, I will say I will say on that comment, and I've like been thinking about this the last what twenty six hours or whatever it's been. Um, with that, and I, I get where that sentiment's coming from, like for on council and on like the Cubs, you know, getting or replacing David Ross, but they they weren't firing him, you know, they weren't firing. I get there's a secret right. meeting and and Jed seeing if. Um, Craig Council is even available and I'm wanting to come to the Cubs, but they weren't firing David Ross and and then like putting out a manager search, right? Like it was like, can we upgrade this position right now? Because because he said it himself, like Jed said how he's still uh, very high on David Ross. Again, it was not a knock on Ross. He wasn't. He, he wasn't outwardly just the whole time looking to replace Manders. Otherwise, they would have done that a month ago, right? If they wanted to hire a new guy, they would have done that a month ago. It wasn't David Ross being fired. It was we now have a chance to upgrade 
an area of our organization that we think will help us win games. And they pulled the trigger on that. And so I, I, I look at it as that, like, when they should have fired David Ross before going and talking to council, but they weren't firing David Ross is my point, right? It's right. Like they, they, they would have been happy to go into next season with David Ross and, and seeing if he could if they could build a roster for him and he could take them to the playoffs, they, they were fine doing that. But the time came now we're like, oh, we have this opportunity to upgrade our manager seat. But there were the signs, we Ryan, there were signs that now when you look back at it, we can say, okay, there, there were more flags going up than maybe we all gave credit for. I think we, we noted them at the time. But we didn't blow them into a big thing because in my eyes, I always thought, even though I've seen Jed do this before, I don't think he's going to do it to Ross because it's not overwhelming evidence and there's not an opportunity to get someone that is so... But then it but opened. That, but but it, then, then it did open up. But think back to the press conference where he did admit there were some times where the bunting argument was had back and forth. He said that like, on the score. Right. The, said, the whole bunting uh, yeah, thing. sometimes I don't always agree with the bunts. Like, and in general, I don't agree with bunting. So there's one thing in the what was the other time that he had said? Oh, he he flat out admitted that at times, they, yeah, they have some heated discussions. That's just good back and forth. And I was like, but not if you're always on the same page. So there's there was definitely some co- more conflict there than maybe outside. Doesn't mean they weren't still friends. Yeah. I don't think but, they. they, they sh- I don't think they should always be on the same page, though. You know what I mean? Like, no, I'm not have, saying that either. But uh, clearly, they yeah. were not. Right. He didn't agree with everything that Ross did. Right. Sure. And so, anyways, I, I guess to, to, to kind of end the conversation of like, is this was this dirty or not or whatever? Like, it goes back to what I was saying earlier. Like, I would rather the Cubs be cutthroat and not care about loyalty because I. As a Bulls fan, I've seen loyalty make me miserable. And we've watched the other baseball team on the other side of town where loyalty rises above everything else. I see a few Sox fans in here actually not being uh, awful to us. They're, like, congratulating us, and it's kind of weird. But, like, that's how miserable they are right now because they know that everyone running that that ship is not – it's not good. So, you know, you can feel bad for David Ross, but also remember he's going to get paid to do nothing next year. And – the Cubs got the better guy. And yes, Barb, there will be a time where I probably, undoubtedly, criticize Craig Council for one particular move. Oh, come there's, on. there's no doubt that there will be a game next year where he does something that I don't like. That's fandom. That's called, uh, you know, everyone yelling at the manager anyway. I look That's forward. That's job. I give, I give it five games next year. We, I, I give it five games. I'll five post-game shows. I'll take the under. Five, five post-game shows. There will be someone in the YouTube chat that's okay. blaming Craig Council for a loss. Day one. I, 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 I can see it first, being day one. The first loss he will but be But I'm, I'm optimistic that they at least win day one, right? Yeah. So I give it five games that someone will be complaining about Craig Council. That doesn't mean that I don't – that doesn't mean that I think that David Ross is the better guy. What were you going to say, Ryan? Sorry, Ryan. I was going to say, I don't, I don't think DraftKings even has odds on that because, like, it's so <laughs> likely to happen that – yeah, you, you can't. But right. they won't let you put money on it. It's like you know, minus you're gonna win. minus one hundred and fifty thousand or something like okay. that. Okay, minus <laughs> like ten million. <laughs> We're gonna, we'll let Ryan go because Ryan's got a lot of work to do. He's got to write about all this stuff. And if you're a diehard, you'll be able to read it at allchgo.com because you get access to all of the members' content that is there. A lot of the stuff is open to everybody, but some of it is behind a paywall, and that's why you want to be a diehard. 
uh, before Ryan goes, can you squat down? I'm dying to see what, yeah, what is behind the you? hell is behind you. Why does it look like you're at Disneyland and there are stars oh, like, sprinkling behind they you? They look like lights that just what turn. Is that? I think those are like wind. Like, what wind is that? Mills? Like wind the windmills uh, or wind something? Chimes. I'm yeah. telling you, it looked like Ryan had a halo <laughs> over his head the entire time. <laughs> I might as well. I'm an angel. Uh. Even if Becky doesn't think I'm a good person, but I'm an angel. <laughs> <laughs> and Ryan, while you're down there, you might want to throw around to some of these GMs that you are a championship caliber ball player based on your softball. Sure. You can tell them, hey, I I'm fresh off a championship trophy. and yeah. currently available. the best championship team in the city. Backup yeah, catchers, a lot of money trophy. right now. Yeah, a lot of, lot of dough. All right, Ryan, uh, you're gonna, are you going to be there tomorrow night, 6 o'clock too? We will be. And all the big news, he's going to be talking to uh, all the GMs, National League GMs will be talking tomorrow. Maybe he'll have, maybe he's going to have the Otani news for us tomorrow. Yeah, There's manifest. breaking news. Ryan jumps in first. Manifest. Jumps in first. Sure. I'll, I'll do my best. <laughs> is that the CHGO polo? That is the CHGO polo. Now, did you also bring oh, yeah. a Hawaiian shirt? I saw on Twitter. Is I, that? Or... Yeah, my uh, I brought one, but it's the finest one I own, so... Oh, wow. Easy. See, um, yeah. Becky also just said that you are a good person. Okay, Thank Ryan's you. a good person. See, Becky, but she didn't say wants that, her, Becky wants that five star. She says it every day. She says we're good looking, we're yeah. honest. I just people. want her to, now I need her to say all three of us in the same sentence. There you go, Becky. You've been challenged. <laughs> all right, Ryan Herrera live on the podcast from Arizona. Ryan, we'll see you tomorrow. Catch you later, guys. Uh, and so we have more to, we have more to talk about here and, oh yeah, yeah somebody said, man, you got to hear what they're saying in Milwaukee. That's coming up. Uh, <laughs> but first Cody, tell us about Goose uh, Island, you, our favorite beer company in the uh, whole world. You know what I'm going to do tonight, guys, I'm going to go home and I'm going to crack open a nice Goose Island and listen and watch every Wisconsin sports radio bit that's put out there reacting to Craig Council coming to the Cubs. <laughs> and it's going to be glorious. I, I dream of times like this. All right. Goose Island is the official beer of CHGO Chicago's beer since 1988. They got the beer roster, Oktoberfest, the beer hug family. We got a ton of that here in this office. Uh, that tropical one is my favorite, 9.9%. All I'm saying is uh, those people in Wisconsin could use a couple of those. They'll probably numb some of their pain. Uh, the 312 Weed Ale is one of the uh, most popular, obviously. Uh, it's a favorite here in this office. And, of course, Full Pocket Pilsner, which is my favorite. Uh, doing it out of beer bats, doing it on a patio, doing it on a rooftop in the summer in this glorious city that we are lucky to live in. Uh, it's Again, it's my favorite. Um we got the tailgate coming up where there will be plenty of Goose Island there and uh, at other events down the road. I know we got a couple takeovers coming up as well. I'm sure there'll be Goose Big Island time at, stuff. Those, at those takeovers for the Bulls or the Blackhawks. So uh, grab Ultra Fresh Brewery exclusive beers at Goose Island's original brew house on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park or from their tap room on Fulton Street in Westtown. Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's Beer. And I'm telling you what, the Cubs have just shown us, in my opinion, that they are going for it. You know who else said that? Joe Girardi. I saw said it I on Marquee. That, said, yeah. I think the Cubs are telling people they're going for it. Uh, if you're going to get ready for the Cubs to be a real team again, you're going to want to get fitted out in the best sports gear around. Hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, everything in between. It is FOCO. They've got the Aloha shirts that Ryan wears. They also add to our set decorations. Foco has you covered. Uh, awesome pieces, bobbleheads, everything you can think of. Uh, 
overalls, some really cool Cubs overalls we've seen there, a couple different versions of that. Check out foco.com or click the link in the description below for all non-presale items. Use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. Not a ton of time here because we are going late. Gary wants to know if we're going to talk about all the minor league moves that have been made. That is where Gary will be on the Discord tonight mm. talking exclusively exclusively with the members and diehards out there tonight. I just want to let you guys know you can actually take your time because White Sox is remote today and so oh, yeah? you guys are the only ones in B Well, for I've the got rest traffic of the day. to beat, Sarah. So no. <laughs> Just saying, if you want to be here longer, you can stay as well, long as you want. Well, we're going over already. We're ready. Five minutes over our, that's our okay. time allotment. It's, that's it's big okay. of us. Now, do we have enough time to talk about all the minor league moves that Gary wants to go through? But potentially not. Um, but maybe on tomorrow's podcast. Perhaps. Uh, I want to get to the way this is being received in Milwaukee. Okay, <laughs> so we can honestly ask, was Grandpa Rossi done dirty because he was a World Series hero? The guy hit a home run in his last at bat. They carried him off on his shoulders. Mm. And, and whether or not he was a good manager is certainly debatable, or whether or not he was going to be a good manager is still even debatable. But he will always be a fan favorite from his role in the 2016 championship. Mm -hmm. Now, Craig Council was pretty popular in Milwaukee, even though we all know the Milwaukee Brewers have won absolutely nothing in the history of that franchise. Zero, zero. championships. Zero. This one is a zero, and this one is a zero. However, their owner had some of the greatest quotes ever about finding out that, you know, because they said they made an offer to Craig Council to make him the highest paid manager in baseball. Not $8 million a year, more like five and a half what we're hearing. He says, when he he was told by Council that he was going to the Cubs, and he said, when he first told me, I said, are you messing with me? <laughs> <laughs> no. So great. So great. He thought he was being punked or something like that. And then he said, oh, we no. lost Craig, but I've reflected on this. Craig has lost us. And lost our community. Uh, I can't imagine somebody wanting to be somewhere else. Your community of what? You know, when the Cubs come to town, your fan base doesn't even show up, brother. He can't imagine anybody wanting to be somewhere else. (laughs) Where? You can't imagine anyone wanting to be anywhere other than Milwaukee? You mean mean with the leaky roof and all the Cubs fans and all the subway tickets that you can get for free? Mm -hmm. And all the zero championships? In the zero championships. Emphasize, zero and championships. I got to admit, Bernie the Brewer sliding down the slide is kind of a fun little thing. But is there that much more? Like, I, I appreciate the roof, but the thing leaks, man. Does, okay, question for you. When I saw that quote, the first thing I thought of was Dan Gilbert when LeBron left Cleveland. <laughs> yes. Like, yes. like the yes. only thing he didn't do was say, I guarantee we're going to win the World Series before right. Craig Council does next. And it's like, dude, you don't even have one. Carter Hawkins with a great comment in the chat saying, first he threatens to move the team out of Milwaukee, and then he says, Craig Council done us dirty. <laughs> Come on, like what? Uh, the guy's talking about moving the team because he wants a new stadium, or like what does right. he want? Like a million, multi million dollar renovation it's, to the ballpark? It's a. Uh, God, they're such a Come such on, a man. second class organization, man. Like that's part that's of me. So little brother, me, part yeah. It, they might as well be like the little brother of the NL Central. Like I, that's why I always will hate St. Louis more because at least they have their eleven rings that they can spout off. They can at least say they've won. Yeah, <clears throat> in uh, their jorts. But 
Yeah. But Plenty of George Milwaukee, like the last five, six years, all Brewers fans have been doing has been talking a lot of shit for what? Winning game 163? Congrats. Whoop de fucking do win a World Series, win a playoff series. Fuck. I How mean, many more playoff yeah. wins did they have than the Cubs this year? Zero. Oh. They had the same amount as, oh. as the Cubs. Oh, actually. my bad. Yeah. Uh, so I can't see why won. anybody would want to go anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> why would Craig Council want to go somewhere where they're not just yeah. going to, while they're in first place, trade their all-star reliever closer? Yeah. That's another reason. That's that another and reason. $8 million more. You weren't even close to the offer the Cubs made. Right. Okay. But, like that, the way they run their organization, like maybe like I understand he's a Milwaukee guy and a Wisconsin native, all this stuff. But like, it's not like they do anything that make, that makes you want to stay there forever. You know what I mean? The, like, <clears throat> I don't, I don't, well, I, the I, sausage I, race is pretty cool. I did run in that one. So I give them some and, credit and, and credit to Ryan me. Anderson. Great broadcaster. Right. And credit to me for saying this, you know. The there's cu- some, the custard there's some, there is good. The custard's fantastic. There's and some the cheese good, is great. There's some great things about the state of Wisconsin. Um, Miller Park, as I will always call it, is not necessarily one of them. No. Um, uh, I do want to... What about... You want to talk about the park sign, though? We did can. you see this, what the fans did? Uh, yes. There's a Craig Council Park in Whitefish Bay, Wisconsin. Wherever the fuck that is. <laughs> First of all, a town named Whitefish Bay is outstanding. <laughs> Uh, where are you from, Whitefish? Yeah, from White. I'm from Whitefish Bay. Yeah, I had a trout on the other day. A Laker. He was running with me, run the ripped and line off, pulled the drag. Next thing I know, Craig Council is managing the Cubs. Uh, Craig Council Park sign was vandalized by somebody, so they had to cover it up today. Yeah, because I think somebody wrote A S S on it. If you don't know what that says that that it says ass <laughs> yeah, to cover up the park sign I, I, i'm come just, on man okay the guy got offered 40 million dollars oh. who among any of us would be like another job is offering you 40 million dollars i gotta tell you if some other podcast company came to me in tomorrow and said i'll give you 40 million i'd pack up everybody here with me and go bye my, my, my <laughs> thing is like you couldn't have thought of a better word like you couldn't have, like you couldn't have said something worse. You just decided to write ass. Like what? God. Like even when you're trying to, you know, I don't even know what the point of this other than that you're just mad. And it's like, all right, we've all been there as fans. Like we, you know, it's like Cleveland burning LeBron jerseys, right? Like, but I, like you couldn't have thought of a better word, a, a, a word that'll stick them to a stick to them a little bit harder, right? Like why not even like why not traitor or like something like that? How about least. something very Wisconsin? Not bad. <laughs> like right? I don't know. Like it's, that's very the, that's something we say like, in the Midwest. Just, like, that's not bad. Like it's just it, to me, it's just funny. It's it's like you went vandalize vandalize some property, and all it does is just make. You guys look kind of soft. Like, I don't know. That, that's how I feel about it. I And uh, Luke Skywalker comparing it to when uh, Chicago fans were mad that Chelios left the Hawks for the Red Wings. I cannot compare Craig Council, the manager, to Chris Chelios, the <laughs> hockey player. But I know what you're saying. I, I know what you're saying. Um, I wanted to say that the tweet yeah. that was sent related to the owner 
uh, from Kurt Hogg saying, you know, that we've lost Craig to Chicago, but I've reflected on this. Yeah. I have started to look into how I can get the tweet framed and then I'm going to legitimately put it on my wall in my apartment. Legitimately, I am going to do that. I believe that <laughs> what was left off of the quote was, and please remember to tell our fans that you can get a discount. If you go to Subway, you can get a ticket for the opening day <laughs> plus extra cheese on your sub. Um, <laughs> man, unbelievable. The whole beautiful. thing is just unbelievable. <laughs> Don't forget that. Oh, my gosh. You want to sign up to be a diehard. Perfect time to do it. The Cubs are about Perfect to take time. off as an organization. Not because they hired Craig Council, but because they've told the world we're, we're for real. And hopefully we're they're going to follow that up with some big signings coming on. I, I think a lot of people are hearing, and, and I believe that they are in on, they will be in on Otani. It's whether or not Otani will be in on them. Right. Like, I, I don't know that they're going to have the greatest offer, but if they can convince Otani just like the first time around that this is a place you want to be and you could be with Saya, and maybe you could be with Yamamoto if we make that signing first or another one of the players that's out there, some other players in free agency that they, he might be interested in playing with, that's possible. Uh, we'll see what happens with Bellinger and the trades and all of that. This is the time to do it. Get your diehard membership now. Premium written content for members at allchgo.com. Don't miss any of Ryan's articles. You get 20% off all of our events, including the tailgate coming up on uh, Thursday. Dope merch for all the teams. We got it. You better believe it. Free shirt when you become a member too. And of course, the members only discord where Gary will be talking about minor league moves tonight. Our guy, Gary Ross is always the first to remind us what is up with Jake Slaughter. Mm-hmm. Also, we got new hats. We got new hats. Like just yeah, up, I just like saw we just the, put up on the, the screen. hats are coming out. The lids are yeah. ready to go. That that the one ready with for, the look flag, at those. The one with the the Chicago flag with CHGO under it. It's a snapback, and it's it's going to be on my head very soon. Now you like you like the white one, or do you like the black one? I like the black one. As, like, I'm wearing a black hat right now, and I think if anyone has been watching this show for the last two years, I wear a lot of dark colors. Yeah. So the black hat is my move. But, and also, if it, the white hats, you know, I, I'm kind of a mess. I could, it'll get dirty a lot faster if I get a white hat. But in the summertime, it's a summertime oh, vibe. Oh, yeah. You know? It's a vibe in the summer. Right now, we're in the winter. So, like, you know, you get a black hat now, and then when the summer, or when the spring comes around, summer, get the white hat. Yeah, during a it's blizzard, not like you're going you anywhere. wearing a whiteout, and, right. you know, people won't even see you. Um, so anyways, don't forget, by the way, at the tailgate on Thursday, X Golf's going to be there and they're going to give away a $200 gift certificate to any of their Chicagoland locations. Find the X Golf nearest you at playxgolf.com slash Chicagoland. We had a couple winners the last two games they've been doing this. Now they're going to do it again. A $200 gift certificate they will give away to somebody that shows up. And because it's Thursday night, I think it'll be a, a slightly smaller tailgate. So your chances will be better. And it is the toilet bowl of the toilet bowl. You got to beat the Panthers so they get the number one pick. And then you steal it from them. Mm-hmm. Don't forget a reminder. Barb, everybody in the chat, the show on Wednesday will be at 6 p.m. Wednesday, CHGO. Cubs podcast will be at 6 p.m. We are trying to make sure Ryan can get all of his stuff done out in Arizona. We find out all the latest. If there's something that happens during the day that's big, Otani, whatever it might be, we'll break in. We'll have a breaking news podcast. So don't worry about that. But instead of 120 tomorrow, we are already scheduling the scheduled podcast 
Or six. For six o'clock. Six, six okay. p.m., guys. Six p.m. The sun then, will be down, Barb. And then, and then the next day, noon. Yeah. Right? Yes. Thursdays is at noon. Tomorrow, though. Godfather is asking where my mom is. She is not here today. She is at home, down in God's country, as I like to call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, She'll be back uh, for the Otani signing. When the Otani signing happens, we'll definitely acknowledge her for sure. I wanted. <laughs> now, did your mom scold you for the beer bat? She did not. She did not, but she there was not. a little disappointment in her. There were some disappointment. Sarah, am I wrong? I don't there was a little She was next to me and she was like, like especially when you swore too, she was like, oh Yeah, yeah, there was a little disappointment. <laughs> and at laughing. one point she she even looked at me and she said, you know, he only drank orange juice and, and <laughs> Yeah, water I heard that too. I heard that too. You know, as too. a kid, he only drank orange juice, uh, well, not even soda. I did not. I did not drink pop. And now as look it, at you. But you know what I wanted to say, mom. That's why I have great teeth. I've never had a like a cavity or anything. Me either. Oh, nice. Me either. Didn't nice. like soda as a kid, but you know what? I never drank. What we have wow. to remind uh, your mother is that 312 and Goose Island is the purest thing on earth. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs podcast. Appreciate everybody joining the live chat. Make sure you subscribe Appreciate to the CHGO Sports Hit YouTube like, but we page. Had, we have 95 likes. Oh, man. You got to get us to 100 get on the way out. 100 on the way out, man. Please. Please. Yes. Please. Don't do us dirty. And again, follow us on Instagram. What was we- the final tally? Oh, yeah. So the final tally of Sorry. did Greppa Rossi get done dirty? A total of 337 votes. Okay. 24% said yes. 30, 39% said no. And 37% said eh. Yeah. So I'd say it. Yeah. It's about, you know, there's a lot there's of people a lot that of think maybe, it. maybe, but it was also the right move. We can, we can talk about it all off season, but I think we will all, I think more people will just be able, I think most people accept it. I think that a lot of people just don't like the semantics behind it. You know what? That's fine. I'd love to be at that lunch with David Ross and Joe Madden this, this off season. Yeah. Hear the conversation. Thanks for checking out the CHO Cubs podcast. Until tomorrow at 6 o'clock p.m. Central Time, fly the W. We're all silly like the mayor. 